1: We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: Oilers Now
0: with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D i g i t e x dot c a on Oilers Radio six thirty Chen. We're back everybody 1237 in Edmonton Bob Stoffer in Vancouver tonight the Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks closing out our pre-Christmas schedule uh, tomorrow Christmas Eve Christmas Day, Boxing Day NHL off days 13 game nights, so 26 NHL teams playing uh, today and tonight I should add. Do you want to mention the guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse 9990 Jasper Avenue Roos Chris is your place for New Year's Eve in fact you can pull off the New Year's Eve double dip uh, because the Oilers host the New York Rangers that night so you can hit Roos Chris and then make your way down to the Oilers game as well again Roos Chris the 99th Roos Chris on 9990 Jasper Avenue Alberta owned and operated tell Brendan Maggie and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. All right, uh, I know we've had Wayne Gretzky on the show today, but now we are gonna go to our headliner, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety trading solutions at touchbacksafety.com. We welcome back to the show, John Shannon. John, how you doing?
1: Do not tell people that I'm the headliner in front of Wayne Gretzky, please.
0: (laughs) We're just having some fun, and you of all people would appreciate that. You know, I was actually, I was thinking about this because Wayne was talking about those Battle of Alberta games. You produced those games. I mean, you were, and I'm trying to recall the story. Did you actually not fly? You guys rented like a a limousine and then was it, was it you and Larry? I'm trying to think of who, what what the producer-director tandem was and how you handled those Battle of Albertas back in the day. Well,
1: it was hardly a limousine. It was closer to a Winnebago. You know, and we we probably put uh, five or six of us in the Winnebago between uh, between games, and we would elect either to drive back after a game or first thing in the morning. And it was one of those things where it was just as easy to do that, and then you, you stayed out of the you stayed out of everybody's way between the two teams at the airport, you didn't have to take sides. It made it easier. Yeah, we did that for a few years in the uh, uh, well through the, through the decade. That's for sure.
0: I mean, how much did you love doing those games, John, back then in the build-up into those games, and you knew there was, you know, they used to call it, what do they call it? The Uncivil War, and uh, you know, you had, you know, Poplinski and Hunter, and uh, you know, Paul Baxter for a while, and McCrimmon, like, you know, some hard-nosed, tough. Lanny McDonald was underrated for Dougie Risebrow, who was in uh, Rogers' place the other night, and then, obviously, for Edmonton, you know, Semenko, McClellan, and McSorley, and Messier. I mean, there were so many different storylines you could have in those series back then.
1: Well, to me, the, the the one that never got enough attention, uh, even though we tried to, was Joel Otto versus Mark Messier, uh, and and all the times, and Bob, and, and how many times did we try to show in the faceoff circle, as the linesman's trying to do, uh, drop the puck, that these guys are butting helmets, uh, and they were into it. It was it, it was beyond Hunter and Semenko. It was at every level. And you know it even went down to the goaltending. When you think that uh, Mike Vernon versus Grant Fuhr, a rivalry that goes back to when they were both 16 years old, one for the Wranglers and the other for Victoria, and then it continued through uh, their, the first part of their professionals' career. It was, and then there, and there was the contrast between the way Cliff Fletcher ran his organization and Slats ran his, and then when Slats was coaching Bob Johnson behind the bench it was uh, it was it was great to be witness to because i don't think i don't think there was a rivalry or games at that level at anywhere in the national hockey league when you consider if we did the uh, power ranking edmonton was 1 and calgary was 2 or vice versa
0: we're joined right now by our NHL insider, John Shannon, Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers Now. And, uh, you know, you mentioned sort of that, that one-two rivalry and then all the sort of individual battles. As a producer at that time, John, and you were like the, I'm not sure if you were executive producer at that stage or not, but there is video that emerges now. There's a, you know, Dave Brown, Tim Hunter exchange, it's pretty funny. How closely did you have to monitor those mics down by the benches?
1: we didn't have the technology that existed now. We we weren't near as cognizant of it, although there were, the rules were a little harder and faster. The, the microphone with the camera between the benches was never open, never open. And remember, Bob, this was at a time before commentators were between the benches. So there was a right. lot more privacy, a lot more privacy and a lot more... Uh, Uh, intimate uh, relationships between the players as they can tell each other what to do with each other.
0: Uh, there's, I know you've seen the one on YouTube where Dave Brown says to t- uh, Tim Hunter, "Hey, you got them blank and things uh, cemented on." It was pretty, it's pretty funny stuff, right? So you just—I mean, obviously, we're living in a completely different world. D- uh, John Shannon joining us, NHL Insider John Wayne referenced those Boxing Day games. He said, "You know, there was four or five fights. Uh, we don't have that anymore. But what we do have is a three—is a three-day break from the players, and it's part of the CB." Do you ever envision that we might go to a longer break? Like, uh, the American League has a longer break. The International Leagues have a longer break over Christmas. Do you think it's feasible that we could have a five-day break, perhaps, at one stage?
1: I don't, um, uh, simply because this is a really high-revenue portion of the of the schedule for a lot of American teams. Uh, we're, we're uh, you know, the Oilers can draw well from october to april uh, that most canadian teams can do that but there are a lot of teams that this holiday season really when with the nfl uh slowing down this becomes the meat of their schedule so I, in in many ways i think there will be teams that will go back to the commissioner and to bill daly and say three days is an awfully long time we'd like to play uh, at least one game around Christmas um, and, and I, mean, I think most of us that spend our, our lives in the game love the three days off uh, but you know what sometimes fans like to be able to go to games look what the NBA has done so successfully with Christmas yes. day uh, I mean there are five games in the NBA uh, nationally televised starting with the one at noon eastern time in Toronto uh, with the Rafters but uh,
0: that's something that the NBA's taken advantage of that the NHL, quite frankly, doesn't want to. Yeah, and, and unfortunately for the Raptors, uh, they
1: don't... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting
0: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line i have what uh, siakam uh, gasol and norman powell so i mean three of their, their, their five starters it's gonna be a tough matchup for them we're joined by john Shannon. you know who's not happy that there's three days off right now john yeah. Ka- kathy stauffer because it means that i'm around for three days
1: Oh, yeah, but you have enough gift certificates, you could take her out every night. You know, Riz Chris, <laughs> Japanese takeout. You know, you have enough. Come on, Kathy, we'll enjoy the time away. John, I, I give...
0: I give so many of them to uh, to you and uh, Louie and to Speck and to Kevin Quinn and Gene Principe. And uh, if Brian Lawton was here, he'd get some too. You know, Brian, Bur- like, if- come on, man. All right. Uh, I want to switch uh, switch focus a bit, if we can, to uh, the Emmett orders. You were in the building on Saturday night. You were at the games Friday and Saturday. Uh, John, the orders are basically one point behind the pace that they were at when they made the playoffs. In the 2016-17 season, and I will tell you, because I've got a good memory and you know that, that there was there was a lot of concern out there in the fan base that Edmonton wasn't going to make the playoffs that year. The one thing that happened down the stretch is they had a second line emerge, and that line was Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Milan Lucic and Jordan Eberle. Uh, because Maroon was up with uh, McDavid and Drysaddle. Leon was over in the right wing, not on the left wing. And, you know, you look at James Neal, and I think we can argue he's pretty much a push with Milan Lucic. Maybe Neal's a bit better in the power play. Um, Nugent Hopkins is, as we know, not been at 100%. But I think we're still searching for the right wing. So, my question for you, and you're, again, you're in the building the other night, do they have the personnel that's here right now? Uh, to be a second-line right wing, so we're looking at Gagne or on. or conversely, do they need to look for a trade, or maybe, does Ken Holland maybe have to get outside his comfort zone a little bit in terms of progression with prospects, and and look at a, a guy like Yamamoto, who is a somewhat similar prospect to Jordan Eberle, and there were people that were coaching Eberle in the minors at the end of the two seasons with Regina that were not sold that he was going to be a highly productive player in the NHL. I'd like to get your thoughts on that as you, how you kind of see it.
1: Well, I tell you what, I I have a bias. I, I would like to see Alex Chaseon have a chance there, uh, and the only my bias is that I, I I'd like to see Dave Tippett be a little more patient with his line combination. Uh, that, that's the one thing that uh, that that I would suggest that Dave loves to you know juggle things almost every opportunity in trying to find that that level of of uh, connectedness between a uh, center and his wingers. So, so the only thing I think is if you, that, that line at a certain point, Neil, Chase on, uh, and uh, Newton Hopkins in the middle, I mean, give it a chance. Give it a chance, and particularly if you're getting a little bit more support from lines three and four, uh, you know, the way that uh, Archibald and Sheehan did their jobs per, uh, per, uh, on the weekend, particularly on Saturday. So I, I guess my answer is and, I, and I, I do think I, I know what Kenny would think is let's stay the course but now let's make sure that Neil and Chase on with Newton get the chance to play together for four or five games before we make that decision whether it's a trade or whether it's Yamamoto
0: we have not done this on the show yet John so just give me about 40 seconds Jack Michaels has just tweeted out that the Oilers will roll the exact same lineup as the game against Montreal so it'll be McDavid with dry Settle and Cassian RNH with Neil and Chase on. Haas with Granlin and Patrick Russell. Shan with Nygaard and Archibald. Uh, Clefbaum remains with Larson. Nurse with Bear. Russell and Jones. And Miko Koskinen starts in goal. Uh, they, they've they needed some support scoring. They've actually got a little bit over the last 25 games. Uh, I was reading a piece written by Jason Greger today, and I think he mentioned 23 goals out of guys that we consider support players in the last 25 games, which is decent. I'll tell you, Nygaard and Archibald looked all right with Shane, with the the speed and quickness that they provided with Shane down the middle against the Canadians. Now that's a smaller team, but those guys looked okay, didn't they? Yes,
1: yeah, they did. And, and and the vote of confidence they got late in the game, Bob. I'm sure you mentioned it on the broadcast uh, when they yeah. when the Canadians were pressing. Uh, there wasn't it wasn't always Connor with the Leon and and Zach on the ice. And they did give a chance for that Shan uh, Nygaard Archibald line to do a little bit of that uh, that uh, defensive play, which I think is is just, to me is just another vote of confidence. And, and so much of the game is between the ears. So much of the game is feeling how you can contribute on a regular basis, and to know that those guys are are, are contributing and more importantly being appreciated for contributing is so important.
0: All right. One uh, final one for you, uh, John, and that's Miko Koskin on a 13 6 2, 2.64 goals against average, 9.18 save percentage. Mike Smith. Um you know, he's since November the 3rd, has got a sub-860 save percentage. Uh, is it feasible that Smith may not get a... I mean, the orders play tonight against Vancouver Koskinen starting, so he started against Montreal, starts against Vancouver tonight. Calgary on the 27th, Rangers on the 31st. That is not a taxing schedule. Are we at the stage here where Mike Smith might be getting a start maybe once out of every three and a half to four games, do you think?
1: I think it's feasible. I uh, I think that what you're seeing now, and, and, and it, it, to me it goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, Dave Tippett deciding to put Dreisaitl and McDavid back together. This is this is crunch time, fans know it's crunch time. This team cannot let Arizona, Calgary now that they're playing better, get some distance in the standings. Teams like Vancouver and Calgary, particularly these ones inside the division. You need to put your A game forward. And that means Koskinen has to play. And I think I think and suspect that he'll get a, a, If there's at least an off day between three and four, to me, is not out of the question.
0: All right. Uh, hey, John, Merry Christmas. Okay. Happy Holidays to you and your family. And uh, we will uh, hook up next. Uh, let's see. I'm just thinking we got a game Monday, right? Yes. Next Monday. All right, against the hey, Bob, New York, Merry do, Christmas
1: to you, and Merry Christmas to everybody in Edmonton. It's been a, a great run this spring, or this fall, rather.
0: Just so hope they can keep it going. Thanks for your time, John. All
1: right,
0: Bob, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. It is 12.51 in Edmonton. We'll come back. We're going to get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, and... Dave Campbell is going to have an actual update from a game because the Maple Leafs got started early today against Carolina. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Chet. it's 1254 in Edmonton, there's 13 games tonight in the NHL, uh, we will tell you the Edmonton Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks, Alex Edler took the morning skate today, it was an optional for Vancouver, he has declared himself fit, Jordy Benn, who was signed by the Canucks in the offseason to play with Stetcher in the third pairing, he's going to be a healthy scratch, so Edler is going to slide back in, and uh, that will allow Edler to play with Tanner and Hughes to play with Tyler Myers, so the Canucks get their best defenseman back. It'll be Edmonton and Vancouver, Mar- strom against Miko Koskinen. That is the goaltending matchup. We are going to go at this time to NHL today. It is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com.
2: Back in the studio pinch hitting today, the uh, color analyst for the Edmonton Eskimos. Here's Dave Campbell. And Bob, you mentioned uh, yeah, 13 games today. One game is underway now in Toronto as the Leafs are hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. The Leafs race out to a 3-9 nothing lead in the first six minutes of the game, but the Hurricanes have come back. It is now a 3-2 game as they are uh, in the second period, or into the first period of play. Um, In uh, Minnesota, there's one other afternoon game, uh, mid-afternoon game. It'll be the Calgary Flames in Minnesota to take on the Wild. Elsewhere, the Nashville Predators at home to the Coyotes. Coyotes are tied for the Pacific Division lead with the Vegas Golden Knights two points up on the Oilers. The Knights are at home to the Colorado Avalanche. Elsewhere, the Winnipeg Jets at home to the Montreal Canadiens. Senators who are 10-5-1 at home. They host the Buffalo Sabres to end a three-game homestand. The Kings at home to the Blues. Matchup of the best team in the West. The Blues against the worst team in the West. That's the Kings. The Hawks at home to the New Jersey Devils. Devils have lost nine of their last 11. The Bruins have one win in their last nine games. They take on the Capitals who have won 10 of their last 12. The Flyers look for their third straight win at home against the Rangers. The Tampa Bay Lightning host the Florida Panthers. Lightning just one win in their last four games. The Islanders at home to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Islanders have given up six goals in two of their last three games. Nolan Foote scored two goals and an assist for Canada's uh, junior team as they beat Finland 4-2 in exhibition play today. Uh, Ty DeLandria and Kevin Ball also scored for Canada. Alex Lafreniere had two assists. Uh, Canada opens the World Juniors Boxing Day against the Americans. Uh, Bakersfield Condors losing 4-1 on Saturday, 7-5 on Sunday to the Colorado Eagles. Condors They're back in action on Saturday at home against the Stockton Heat. Oil Kings off until Friday. They begin a home-and-home set with the Rebels in Red Deer on Friday. Return match at Rogers Place on Saturday. Oil Kings are first place in the Central. And the OVA Golden Bears will play two exhibition games against Mount Royal on Saturday and the Nadukes on Sunday, Bob.
0: Great job, Dave. Uh, yeah, tough times right now for Bakersfield. Uh, they're struggling to get stops. It's quite a factor in their start to the season. Do you want to tell you you got a great opportunity to join Oilers now on a road trip. You can join us in Chicago in the second half of the season. See the Oilers and the Blackhawks. This package includes great lower bowl game tickets, a welcome reception with yours truly. Uh, we'll have some special guests there. We've had some great guests over the years, plus tours to Wrigley and Soldier Field for the Oilers now in Chicago. Road trip and cruise uh, called New West Travel. 780432 7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. Again, uh, Best of Oilers Now, Tuesday and Thursday. Christmas use, Music Wednesday. Live Oilers Now on Friday. Do want to mention Sportsnet Specs appearances on Oilers Now brought to you by our friends from Horse Racing, Alberta. And they've got live racing, Boxing Day 115 at Century Mile. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And then when we come back, a guy that knows the numbers, Darcy McLeod, uh, a.k.a wood guy he's been on our show before and he's uh, certainly a guy that's got some uh, strong opinions on uh, all things oilers and we'll get to his thoughts on the impending zach cassian and darnell nurse contract negotiations edmonton and vancouver tonight this is oilers now on the road out in the west coast
2: oilers now with bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad